0: Well, good afternoon. This is Reasonable Doctor with his very first attempt at a podcast. I've listened to a lot of podcasts over my time and now I've attempted to or have tried to create my own. So this is my very first podcast and hopefully won't be the last. Now at the moment, what's very interesting within our culture from a Christian perspective, and these podcasts will be from a Christian perspective, is the recrudescence of interest in how Christianity has not only uh, given birth to many civilizations, including Western civilization, but also how Christianity is still relevant and still very good for civilization. And I think the most influential people within this sort of uh, cultural move uh, are people like Douglas Murray, Uh, Tom Hollands, and also Jordan Peterson, three quite different intellectuals, three very different people with some quite different politics, I could imagine. But still, they can see among the the so-called secularized world in which we live, the continuing rootedness and influence of Christianity. And it's also very interesting to me to to see how a very militant atheism which dominated the airways from about 2006 until about maybe 2011, 2012, which declared religion to be an appalling thing, something that was very destructive and which also presented uh, an anti-theism, the idea that it is probably best that God does not exist um, in order to promote human flourishing. How that has given way to, as I said, this renewed interest and appreciation in Christianity. And I'm, of course, talking about the new atheist movement. And I would say I'm a bit of an expert, if I am an expert in anything, on New Atheism because my very first PhD regarded uh, Christopher Hitchens, uh, who I think was perhaps the most talented speaker that the New Atheists had. And his death, I think in 2011, was one of the reasons why New Atheism folded because they no longer had their sort of arch rhetorician. And I wrote an article on New Atheism uh, for a website called Apologetics.com, which is a, a great website, which I do recommend that you look at, Apologetics.com. And the article was called, Whatever Happened to New Atheism? And I think that New Atheism's demise has left a significant hole, shall we say, in people's consciousness if New Atheism, which presented, you know, physicalism, Atheist-Materialism couldn't really satisfy people's questions about the ultimate meaning of things and the ultimate structure of things and so on, uh, then maybe the return to Christianity is a consequence as well as perhaps a cause of the fall of New Atheism. But in this article, I look at reasons why New Atheism did collapse, and has made a way for questions and interest in Christianity to be resumed. And so this is what I wrote, and I'm not going to read it word for word, but I'm going to give you uh, the essence of it. And I begin by saying that in 2008, I went through what is now fashion fashionably called faith deconstruction. And the word deconstruction in this context is often very confusing to me because I have understood um, deconstruction to mean uh, the postmodernist technique of identifying binary opposites in texts. It's, it's, a, you know, it's a term that I understand within the context of literary criticism. But it seems that deconstruction when applied to faith means to take one's pa- faith apart critically and then rebuild it in a way that suits a person's new priorities better or even to discard one's faith for another worldview. And fortunately my year of deconstruction finished with a resumption of a much stronger Christian faith. But during that time I read a lot of atheist writings and I rediscovered my interest in atheism that I had had as an undergraduate when I was busy reading works on religion by David Hume and Bertrand Russell. And what drew my attention now was new atheism. And the word new, as advertisers tell us, is a word that is very attractive. We like to come across new things. We are by nature curious, and I was indeed curious if the New Atheists had anything genuinely new to say in the debate with the religious believers. I suppose the question was, what could the New Atheists add to the discussion which Hume and Russell and people like Anthony Flew had not? And I came to the New Atheist Party rather late. Um, I was discovering New Atheism in 2008, Whereas the journalist, Gary Wolf, had coined the term new atheism back in 2006 in an article that he wrote for Wired magazine. And you could argue that new atheism dates back to 2004 when one of the leading new atheists, although at the time he was not called a new atheist, uh, a writer, a thinker uh, called Sam Harris, Um, decided to denounce religion as the worst thing ever invented in his book The End of Faith, Religion, Terror, and the Future of Reason. And he was very much writing within the appalling shadows of the Twin Towers uh, outrage of 9-11. And he followed this book up with a letter to a Christian nation in 2006, which was a book in the form of an open letter to right-wing American Christians, which he in which he tried to convince them that their morality really was of the devil. And that was the the same year that Oxford biologist Richard Dawkins published his very famous bombshell, The God Delusion, which essentially told religious believers they were mad, and which I think became the defining sacred text of New Atheism. And other reinforcements soon arrived. Philosopher Daniel Dennett produced a book called Breaking the Spell Religion as a Natural Phenomenon, which did what it said on the book cover. It it argued that religion has its origins not within revelation, but within human evolution. And then finally, the new atheist whom I've always been most interested in, uh, Christopher, never Chris, Christopher Hitchens, the English American journalist. Got in on the act in 2007 with his sloppy burlesque called God is Not Great, How Religion Poisons Everything, which piled up a plethora of historical and contemporary evidence that religious people do egregious things because of their religion, whilst ignoring the myriad good things religious people do because of their religion. And so New Atheism now had its sacred canon and its de facto leadership, which was sealed officially and publicly when Harris and Dawkins, Dennett and Hitchens all met at Hitchens' apartment in Washington DC in 2007, and their meeting can be seen on YouTube still, I think. So New Atheism was riding high the giant wave of media attention with invitations to speak and debate, and they were as evangelistic as the early church. And I think that what marks them out in any way new was that they were very concerned about not only defending atheism, but propagating it, converting people, converting societies to a secular atheism with religion confined to people's personal lives and even confined to the dustbin of history. But religion hasn't died out. I suppose it has become more respectable to be an atheist, particularly in the the United States. But the great majority of people around the world continue to profess a belief in God, and many of them are active believers. Even in the West, religious belief, or shall we say spirituality, has held its ground. So what was or what were the reasons for New Atheism's eventual decline? I suppose apart from its evangelistic zeal and its angry anti-theism, there wasn't really much new about New Atheism. And in fact, it appears to have let the atheist cause down. Um, Take, for example, Dawkins' spectacularly jejune question: Who made God? A question that he poses in all seriousness, when most people who are in the know on these things, whether they're believers or not, know that God, within theism, is regarded as an uncreated being, as an eternal being, or within time as an everlasting being, no beginning and no end. But I think that there were also other perhaps unexpected reasons why New Atheism has died a death. One of those reasons is that New Atheism transgressed with regards to race, culture, and gender. It also did not do well against the counterattacks of religious apologists, criticisms from fellow atheists, and I think good old human decency. So let us begin with race and culture. To assume, as the New Atheist Quadrumvirate did, that their new gospel would reshape belief globally, seemed to some to be another kind of Western supremacism. Three of the New Atheists were either American or living in America, as was the case with Hitchens, and one was British, which was Dawkins. And it seemed to many that the New Atheists were saying, there, 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 you poor Nigerian evangelicals, Kuwaiti Muslims and Tibetan Buddhists, let us relieve you of your superstitions and help you see reality as you should. The secular liberal and the left constituencies, which have traditionally been sceptical of religious belief as a barrier to progress and an ally of oppression, fell out of love with new atheism because they concluded that it was racist and in particular Islamophobic. What added to New Atheism's woes was the accusation that it was sexist. Where were the leading female lights in this movement? New Atheism appeared to be a gentleman's club, at least at the top. And what about the scandal of Gate? In 2011, Rebecca Watkins attended the World Atheist Convention in Dublin. She alleged in an online video that she had been sexually harassed by a man sharing with her a hotel elevator, in the early hours of the morning. Richard Dawkins responded by writing an open letter to her, essentially arguing that she ought not to complain so much when women around the world suffer worst discrimination. It was in fact one of his many gaffes on Twitter. A person such as Rebecca Watkins has every right to complain about poor treatment even if others have it worse. To tell someone not to complain who has a broken leg because other people are dying of terminal illnesses is illogical and unreasonable. A third reason was religious counter-arguments. Some of the best Christian minds took New Atheism on. I'm thinking of Amy or Ewing. Douglas Groteis, Tina Beattie, John Lennox, Esther O'Reilly, Alistair McGrath, Lydia McGrew, Keith Ward and David Bentley Hart. To give one example from this stellar list, John Lennox has turned on its head the notion that Christianity is an enemy of scientific progress by showing that Christianity was the culture that facilitated medieval and modern science. Less predictable, but perhaps even more enjoyable, were the criticisms that came from from within the ranks of atheism itself. Camilla Paglia labelled New Atheism as snark atheism, as it ignored the moral goodness and cultural richness of religion. Michael Ruth labelled New Atheism as an embarrassment for its errors and simplistic arguments. John Gray saw hypocrisy in atheism, for it had retained, despite its vociferous anti-theism, theist ideas such as moral objectivity and human free will. These intelligent voices of scepticism perhaps are more dangerous than atheism's tub-thumping in winning converts from the faithful. I suppose the final reason is human decency. New atheism was based upon the idea that religious people are egregiously evil and are mad. And a lot of people who perhaps are not Christians, who are not Muslims, who are not Jews and so on, know for a fact that that is just not true everybody can see the good that religion does every day. From church um, jumble sales for the homeless to the way in which uh, Sikh temples open their doors to feed people for free. Everybody knows that goes on. And to try to bracket every religious person as some kind of persecuting maniac doesn't wash with the vast majority of reasonable decent people in this world. So the New Atheists got themselves onto the international scene by accusing the religious of being morally deficient and stupid. But it was the moral shortcomings and stupidity of the New Atheists that was their undoing. And there is an appropriate symmetry to this. The New Atheist elite have themselves realised perhaps that the project is over. Richard Dawkins seems to have become more emollient as he ages. Daniel Dennett has returned to his original philosophical interests. Sam Harris has been talking a lot recently to Jordan Peterson, who takes Christianity very seriously. And dear old Christopher Hitchens, perhaps the most entertaining of all the new atheists, tragically succumbed to esophageal cancer in 2011. Thus, New Atheism Lost Its Most Talented Orator. And it is Christopher Hitchens who forms the subject of my next podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening, and I hope you enjoy meeting with me again over the internet to talk about the wonderful, the inimitable, and ultimately very wrong in his judgment Christopher Hitchens, thank you.